listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. Top of the morning to you on this Monday after the Super Bowl. And one day, this may be a holiday. How the heck are you? Miller and Moulton here on the Florida Sports Network. FloridaSportsNetwork.com. Thanks so much for being with us. Top of the morning to you, Mark. How was your weekend? My weekend was good. Lots. I mean, obviously the Super Bowl yesterday, but a busy weekend with uh, lots going on with the little ones. So good, solid weekend into a terrific Super Bowl. Well, after the season that we had had, and we mentioned this a couple times last week, I mean, this was the closest regular season ever in terms of the number of games decided in the fourth quarter, the number of games that were decided by one score or less, the number of comebacks from double-digit deficits. This season stood as the best ever. So, I mean, the football gods had to deliver us a Super Bowl that checked off all those boxes, right? They did. And in a year where officiating is confidently talked about every Monday, it will be confidently talked about again this morning. How much of the controversy, however, do you think was negated around midnight when James Bradbury, the cornerback who was called for the holding, was asked and said, oh, yeah, it was holding. I was hoping they were going to let it go. I'm who, you know, didn't watch the post game. Well, maybe hearing that for the first time, who, you know, didn't watch the post game, went to bed, that sort of deal, or may find this information out later today if they're not even listening now, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I definitely think it, it, it kind of kills all of us that want to say we hated the call in the moment when the player who did the committed the holding said, I, I tugged his jersey. I was a hold. I was hoping to get away with it. So, because I was one of those that thought, oh, oh, because think about it. We did not have an offensive holding call in the game, did we? Nope. The only pass interference, illegal chuck, defensive holding that we had was the offensive pass interference on the Eagles receiver on the flanker screen in which they said he started blocking a split second too early. And by a split second, it was by about five seconds too early. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, that one was yeah, just, you know, obvious. Yeah. And granted, you know, 140, 50 plays in a game of ironies. And granted, you know, 140, 50 plays in a game. But a third and six or thereabouts for the Eagles. A third and six or thereabouts for the Chiefs. And Schuster gets inside of the corner who tugs him and twirls him a little bit. Right as the ball is coming, Schuster, unable to catch it, gets up, begging for a flag. The guy who got away with the tug, James Bradbury. Two hours later, 
funny how things work out. I guess, you know, we've leaned on this system. Someone who does this show at a higher level than we do, Colin Cowherd, talks about the mom test. And David, when I get a text immediately following the game from my mother that says, what a shame it ended on a bull blank call. And she spelled out that word in its entirety. Wow. Wow, look at mom bringing the heat. High heat from mom at 10, 12 p.m. So I didn't like the call, but when the guy who got called for the call said, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I grabbed him. Hmm. It's kind of tough for all of us who screaming and yelling at the TV and sending out angry texts and tweets. I mean, that kind of takes the air out of the balloon, shouldn't it? I believe that Bradbury's mom did not think it was a penalty either. (laughs) It's my story, and I'm sticking with it. We'll see. I don't know if anybody else on Bradbury's side of the ball thought it was a a penalty. But, But a terrific game. You know, before the show, I was sitting down figuring out close slash Super Bowls that have been decided in the last two minutes, if you will. And we've had 15 of them, believe it or not. 15, after having only one of the first 24. We had one Super Bowl decided in the final moments of the first 24 that were played. But since then... I mean, darn near, you know, do the math here. Almost every other Super Bowl, on average, for the last 33, has been decided in the final two minutes. I mean, that's that's pretty damn good. Because, you know, Mark, the first thing, as it was tied at 35 after Hertz plows through, channeling his inner, I mean, who was that? Was that Larry Zonka? Was that Earl Campbell? Who was that absorbing that hit inside the two and plowing through to make sure he tied the game? Holy blank, that was a quarterback? Damn. And there it is, five minutes ago, we're tied at 35, and I'm like, oh, be damned. This is worth the price of admission. Okay, so the game didn't kick off to a quarter to seven. Hey, how about that? Rihanna's pregnant. You know, I mean, you know, we had a few things. Some of these commercials are awful. Eh, some of them are kind of cute. Ben, remember, get me a glazed. You know, I mean, here we are, 35 all, five minutes to go. All right. Okay. Way to go, guys. Good job by you. See how this sucker plays out. Unbelievable throws on both sides, and then Mahomes with the bad ankle with the run. That will be shown forever. Yeah. His longest run of the season in the Super Bowl with a bad ankle. So he had a little hitch in his giddy-up. That's okay. That's all right. Take that ball inside the red zone there, big fella. It hurt so bad, you, kind of an awkward slide even. You're just like, oh, just, I don't know, I'll get to the ground somehow. Speaking of which, by the way, has the Eagles defensive line been seen? Anybody see the Eagles defensive line? 
or did the Chiefs play a seven-on-seven game yesterday? Wow. Not once. Whew. All those sacks during the year and not a one in the Super Bowl. No. Uh-uh. And they played with the lead most of the game. Right. Man, oh, man. Tell you, some teams in the NFC need to bulk up on their offensive lines. What a difference two years makes. Two years ago, they couldn't block the Bucks if they had eight linemen out there at one time. Yesterday, they're like, ah, we got this. Pass rush, whatever. Please. Hassan Reddick, who's he? I think that's the first time his name's been said since pregame. <laughs> Listen, I don't I didn't don't remember Fletcher Cox's name being called at all. Even to tackle a runner. I mean, man, oh man, Sue's name got called when he committed the penalty, hands to the face. I mean, man, oh man. Mark, I don't want to say it was a crazy game. But Andy Reid committed to running the football, okay? Can we just let that sucker sink in? Trailing damn near the whole day. After the plays were 50 to 22 in the first half, I believe. (laughs) 50 to 22. And he comes out and says, you know what we're going to do? We're going to run it. Run pass ratio, basically 50-50. 27 passes, 26 runs. All right, so Mahomes had a few scrambles. So it wasn't called, but it was, what, a 60-40 then? He called only 60% passes? I mean, Andy Reid thought he was Shula in the 72 Dolphins yesterday he ran the ball so damn much. I'll bet Andy said to be enemy a couple times, you're trying to get a job and you keep running the damn ball? The enemy said, yeah, they're not tackling this Pacheco kid. <laughs> Until the very end, Gardner Johnson tackled him. Woo-hoo! Man. Right now to play after that hit, too. <laughs> yeah. uh, when you hit somebody so hard, they got to go to commercial for an injury timeout. There you go. So that was fun. That was fun. You know, unless you lost money or you're an Eagles fan. But, you know, this is the Florida Sports Network. We have to assume that the overwhelming majority were not Eagles fans. But of those that were fans, the Eagles had the most last night. I mean, they even booed Dak for winning the Man of the Year award. (laughs) And the winner of the Walter Payton Man of the Year, boo. Even he laughed. (laughs) Uh, Once an Eagle fan, always an Eagle fan. He's a cowboy. He sucks. Dean, the best person in the league. Ah, bull blank. He sucks. Don't care. He's a cowboy. Right. I'll boo him anyhow. (laughs) Oh, that was fun. We get another game this weekend. No, David. No, no now begins the offseason. Oh, no. Seriously? That's it? 
Man, I waited two weeks for that game. I Now, you know, I'll wait a week for another one, but so this isn't like a best of seven, huh? Unfortunately, no. Damn. Because I think if it was a best of seven, this sucker would go a long way. He'd go at least six. Hmm. Wow. One and done. And now begins the offseason. We'll break down the game, the starting five coming up in 25 minutes or so. Taking your text at 21,000. We may even have a poll question today. Whoa! Man, this must have been a good game. Miller and Moulton, thanks for listening right here. Where else? The Florida Sports Network. You're listening to Miller and Moulton exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. 21 minutes past the hour on this Monday after Super Bowl 57. Terrific game. May not have been the exact ending that we were hoping for with a flag playing the most prominent role. But if the guy who got called for the flag said it was a legit call. It's really hard in our spot to get up here and complain about the call all day when the guy who committed the holding call said he held him. James Bradbury was asked. What'd you think of the penalty? He said, I held them. Thought I thought they'd let it go. Because thought they'd I'd let everything go all night. Yep. I mean, I have to admit, I think, Mark, that really played into it. Because we had gotten used to, I think, as viewers, not seeing the yellow appear on the screen. So we're like, well, okay, they're letting them play. No holding calls, no pass interferences. All right, all right. it's going to be that kind of a day. And there it was, third down, under two minutes to go, and you could hear Burkhardt say, and there's a flag. And it was like, what? And I don't know about you. I'm thinking, well, my goodness, if they threw a flag with a minute 50 to go in this Super Bowl, I mean, this has to be a felony. No, 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 no. It was, it was kind of a grab at the hip there. It just, you know. As it was ticky-tack. It just, yeah, yeah. Question, though, what, you know, was it holding? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, but it was ticky-tack yeah. to me. That's just the way I look at it. It Was it a call? Yes, it was ticky-tack. It was thrown incredibly late, too. It was thrown after the ball had already been incomplete. The defensive that's maybe the biggest complaint I had is when it was thrown. If it was defensive holding on the line of scrimmage, then throw it and call it now. It was thrown after the ball had hit the ground. And as viewers, the first time that we're seeing the replay, and by the way, I thought Mike Pereira, when Greg Olson and Pereira were going back and forth, that the replay got shown, you know, we didn't see the receiver begin his cut, and then we didn't see really the first grab. We saw the hand on the back, and then the ball goes over his shoulder. The very first replay we saw, and that's when Olsen goes, oh, I don't know. And Pereira goes, well, if we could see that whole play, I think he held them on the break, and that's a penalty. 
And then they eventually got around to show in just a few more seconds a little bit later on. But you're right, Mark, because the flag was thrown so late, you're thinking, wait a minute, did they call the penalty on the hand on the back when he's running with him? No. David, the flag was so late that my initial thought, because I didn't see where the flag was, you saw the flag come up, Burkhardt says there's a flag, I'm like, they didn't call roughing the passer, did they? <laughs> that was my initial thought on the play because I didn't see the, you know, you don't see the angle of the holding and you didn't see the flag on the side. Now remember, it was not called pass interference. And it was not illegal contact because that happened within five yards of the line of scrimmage. It was called holding. So for those that are saying, well, the ball was uncatchable, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. First, if the call was on something that took place before the ball was even thrown. That's why it's holding. So, but when it's your year, Mark, it's your year. Eight seconds to go in the AFC championship game. Was he hit out of bounds? Yes, he was. Anybody want to see that game decided on a 15-yard penalty instead of going to overtime or forcing the Chiefs to make one more play on offense? No. But was it a penalty? Uh, yeah, it was a penalty. And then James Bradbury, of all people, the cornerback involved in the play, when asked, said, yeah, I held him. I thought they'd let it go. They didn't. Tough to argue with the guy who committed the penalty. <laughs> right. That was a terrible call. The refs ended up for us or what have you. Hey, was that holding? Oh, yeah, I, I held the guy. Wait, what did he say? No way. I had a better view of it than he did. Refs are out to get us. I will say, though, we did have a few, you know, do they should they stop the play and take a look at this? And they almost didn't take a look at that Goddard catch on the sideline. They got lucky. There was a substitution violation. It allowed the the Chiefs enough time to throw the challenge flag, even though they ruled that a catch. I think we all wanted it reviewed. The NFL's got to do something, don't they? I mean, don't they have to acknowledge that the college, they got to be able to buzz down and say, sorry, well, guys, they, I need 10 I more mean, seconds. they actually can now, and they're trying to. They did it more. You're right, because of the substitution, they got a break and the challenge came. I don't know why that wasn't buzzed from upstairs, because they can do it. I mean, they have the ability now to, to buzz down. See, do they have the ability to buzz down, or do they just have the ability to expedite the review? Okay, and but otherwise you have to challenge because remember the only reason they stopped play in the final two minutes of the first half is because a coach can't challenge a call in the final two minutes, so it has to come from New York. But that's another thing we should not be debating what it is they can and cannot do. I, it should be obvious. We all should know. And if anything, I mean, the last two playoff games that the Eagles played, 
this season, the NFL, you know, please take the competition committee out of it, but they got to figure out a way to, you know, forget expedite a review. How about just get plays that need to be reviewed, reviewed? Although, Mark, let's face it, even though each coach has a challenge in college, they get one, but if if the booth is going to stop and take a look at the close plays, in theory, you don't need challenges. Now, it's a lot of pressure on the replay official to stop the game every damn time it needs to be stopped. And then you're relying on coaches, if not like in the college game, to call timeout, which I would be doing in the first half, by the way. I, I don't know what the point is of not using them in the first half. Anything that's close, I may call a timeout. Do you think Devontae Smith caught that ball against his helmet? Down the sideline, late second quarter. All right, do you think that was a catch that he fell to the ground? Because they ruled that actually he caught it. We were going to have our second helmet catch in the Super Bowl, and then he went to the ground, and they said the ball moved, and they ruled it incomplete. I thought Same. I thought it was incomplete because when it went to the ground, I thought the ball didn't just move, move like moved and spun. Like, how can you have control of the ball if it's spinning? But to think we nearly had our second helmet catch in Super Bowl history and both would have been in the same stadium. Strange. And then, was anybody else watching the game, fourth quarter, going, hey, where's Devontae Smith? They forgot about him? And then, boom, down to the one. I don't know. Maybe it's just the way I watch a game. Maybe it's the blue card in me. All right. I text a buddy of mine with seven minutes to go. I go, where the heck's Devontae Smith? Two plays later, bang. Oh, okay. Here we go. Because, you know, it was Devontae Smith the whole first half. Then it was A.J. Brown. It's like, well, what, what about number six? Man, that game was fun. Sure, they can't play again. Best of three, even. No, I mean, I mean, okay. So the Chiefs will have to be talked into it. But come on, take one for the team. You're listening to Miller and Moulton exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. 22 minutes before the hour. Thanks for waking up with us on this Super Bowl Monday, if you will. Miller and Moulton, the Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. Thanks so much for being with us. Just us today. 21,000 is the text line. Text us. Let us know your thoughts. It could be a bunch of them. Do you think it was a hold? And before you answer, the guy who got called for the penalty said it was a good call. Does that change your tune at all? Well, did he say it was a good call or did he say I held him? I don't think he said I don't I don't remember him saying it was a good call. I remember him saying I held him. I don't well, think, you know. Okay. Technically, you know, you are correct, but he was asked, okay, did you hold him? And he said, "Yes, I held him." All right. 
and I thought they'd let me get away with it. So, I mean, he acknowledged the infraction. How about that? Very good. He acknowledged that, yes, I committed a penalty. I thought I'd get away with it. So does that change your tune? Because I have to admit, Mark, took a lot of starts out of me. I was not happy. And you know at the end of the day, okay, we're just rooting for a good game, but at the very end, we want our prediction to be right. Okay, so for three and a half hours, you and I are just rooting for a good game. But once that sucker's tied with five minutes to go, Miller's rooting for the Eagles and Moulton's rooting for the Chiefs because that's who we picked. And, David, it's so funny you say that because as I'm yelling at the call going, am I yelling at the call because I have the Eagles? (laughs) I'm the only one. My wife has gone to bed. The daughter's in bed. I'm watching the game by myself. And I'm yelling at the call going, this help, this sucker's over. You won, but come on, you can't call that. Uh, 20 minutes before the hour. Time now for... The Starting Five. Five stories you need to know. It's The Starting Five on Miller & Moulton. Here's number one. Mark, feel free to interject wherever you'd like. Hey, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. It's their second in four seasons. It's their third all-time. In a classic, they beat the Eagles 38-35. Eagles trail 24-14 at the half. Trail 27-21 going to the fourth. You know, all three Mahomes Super Bowls, they've been losing going to the fourth. Two of the three, they've come back and won. Mahomes sprained ankle, re-sprained it late first half. Had the ball four times in the second half. Touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Settled for the game-winning field goal with eight seconds to go. I mean, if that's any good at all. Hurts. Boy. How many losing quarterbacks have ever played as well as Jalen Hurts? 302 yards passing. Only 120 more than Mahomes. Three rushing touchdowns, including 70 yards rushing. Second leading rusher in the game, only Isaiah Pacheco had more yards rushing with 76. Oh, yeah, and he converted a two-point conversion to tie the game up with a little over five minutes to go. Mm -hmm. But he dropped it and kicked it. They scooped it and scored it, David. That was big. They, they had it going on, 14-7, and the Chiefs were reeling a little bit. That kept them in it. That was, it was the only thing that Kansas City did or the Eagles didn't do in like an hour in the first half. Eagles, by the way, not making a big deal out of the controversial holding call against James Bradbury with under two minutes to go. As a team, they handled it very maturely I mean it was only a flag that helped determine the outcome of the Super Bowl now will their fan base handle it Mm. well uh, well they didn't uh James Bradbury asked after the game what'd you think of the holding call he said well I held them I thought I'd get away with it so we're gonna ask that as a poll question yes all right 
I think it's important how we phrase it, you know. I mean, because if we say, did you like the call? I mean. Should it have been called? Yeah. Do you agree with the call? Something like that. Figure it out. Uh, The Eagles, by the way, may lose both coordinators. Offense coordinator Shane Steichen apparently is the choice in Indianapolis. And Arizona today is interviewing defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon. I have to admit, not the best day to have to get that interview. I mean, the last four times your defense was out on the field, they gave them four scores. So, please, don't talk to me about X's and O's. Show me you're a leader of men. Uh, Jake Laser with some news before the game in which he said, you know, Andy Reid may retire. I'm sorry, what? Was anybody thinking that? Yeah, Andy's 65 and all, but... I mean, I don't know about you. I just figured Andy was going on the sideline. I mean, honestly. I thought Belichick would retire before Andy Reid. Hmm. But but apparently, Andy Reid says, I got a big decision to make. Huh. How about that? Going out with the Super Bowl, though. That ain't bad. That ain't bad. So hard for those guys, though. Uh, yeah. When he can you? look at it and go, I could run this sucker right back. Well, and Mark, <laughs> forget the whole internal family. I'm a coach. This, that, and the other thing. Who's this quarterback again? Patrick Mahomes. How old is he? 26? 27? 27. 27. Yeah. Uh-huh. Let me tell you. <laughs> Do me a favor, coach. Sleep on it thinking of retiring no really sleep on it um the enemy by the way which I, who knows would he be in line but he's being pursued by washington his contract's up by the way i mean it ended after the game and he and he had said that andy and i are going to sit down and talk about whether or not i should stay or whether i should go because obviously andy wants him to be a head coach but Andy went out of his way, by the way, in the post game to credit yes. Eric Bieniemy and how the play calling and and what have you. So, uh, what do you think? I mean, in terms of squares, seven seven four four seven one eight five. I thought they all sucked. <laughs> I thought every one of them sucked, David, because it didn't have my numbers. So who had trying to think when did uh, Butker miss the field goal? Was that a first quarter miss or was that a second quarter miss? Second quarter. Second quarter miss. So in theory, you know, the halftime score could have been 24-17 instead of 24-14. So, you know, that's really the only thing that dramatically altered, you know, the numbers, right? So you didn't have good numbers, huh? I did. I had I had good numbers. They just didn't hit. It is what it is. Yeah, that's true. So I thought the end of the quarter sucked, personally. <laughs> we'll uh, break down Rihanna's halftime 
coming up later on in the show. And yes, by the way, she's pregnant. Did anybody hear about the New Mexico State story over the weekend? The New Mexico State men's basketball program was paused. And they didn't tell us why. Apparently, there was a series of hazing incidents involving a player. And when the administration found out, they shut the program down. And the word is they're done for the rest of the year. That New Mexico State men's basketball has played its last game of the season. I think it's going to be made official today. But, yeah, you know, there have been things that have happened during the offseason. You know, Baylor, one player killed another one. Look it up. But, Mark, do you ever recall a program two-thirds of the way through the season being shut down? No. And COVID doesn't count, if you know what I mean? I mean, this is remarkable. So talk about a program that's going to have to start over, and I'll bet all those kids transfer. Um, Number one ranked Purdue got upset at Northwestern. Northwestern's got to be a tournament team, right? They are. I mean, That's their first ever win against a number one in program history. Now, think about it. There's been a lot of number ones in the Big Ten over the years. They've played a lot of number one ranked teams. 64-58 Northwestern. Showdown in women's hoops. Two undefeated teams. The last two left, South Carolina and LSU. Yeah, the game was in South Carolina. And the Gamecocks won by 24, 88-64. By the way, women's hoops. Miami lost at Duke. Florida State lost at Vautech. But South Florida, ranked, lost at home to Houston. So not a good day in-state in women's hoops. Golf, if it matters, who's number one? Since most of us who follow golf think the world golf rankings are a joke. But Scotty Scheffler's back on top. He defended his title at the Phoenix Open, final round 65, held off Canadian Nick Taylor with the best week of his life. I mean, last year, the guy earned $800,000. He made $2.2 million this week. Scheffler made three point six for the win. Now, it's okay on the PGA Tour when you earn $3.6 million for the win, right? Yes, there's a cut, David. Gotcha, in a full field. Right. So, so then it's okay. Yep. It's not okay on any other tour. Though, no. Right? All right. So Scheffler's back to number one. That drops Rory to number two. John Rahm finished third and is ranked third in the world golf rankings. So there. I will say Jordan Speeth with a nice finish. We had a Ricky Fowler sighting. I think he ended up with a T10 at the end of the day. Did you see his scorecard, by the way? He had a hole-in-one, followed it up with back-to-back bogeys. I mean, Ricky just, it was a... Validate, Ricky. You don't get the skin. Don't know what to tell you. But if you don't make par after you make the one, you don't get the skin. That's the way it works. (laughs) Uh, Hey, uh, Fox announced Derek Jeter is going to join their baseball coverage. He's going to join their studio show. It's going to be Jeter, A-Rod, and Ortiz. No East Coast bias there. 
Hey, supposedly Jeter and A-Rod made up. I mean, they're not like, you know, Ortiz and A-Rod. I mean, that's one bro hug after another right there, those two. All right, but I guess, you know, Jeter sitting in a studio with makeup on with him for a few hours. That's, you know. So, that's really, Mark, I mean, you know, NBA, there were two games. Uh, Boston went at home over Memphis. Toronto came from 14 down in the fourth to beat Detroit. Zion suffered a setback. Yeah, I can believe this. Zion's hurt. All right. And he's apparently going to be out multiple weeks after the All-Star break. And the All-Star break's coming up this weekend. And there were four NHL games. Seattle, Montreal, San Jose, and Vegas were your winners. And, um, I mean, that's all I got. That was the starting five every weekday morning at this time on Miller and Moulton. So, I mean, you know, there are a few things happened on Saturday. Did you see the highlight in the Lakers Golden State game where you know how there's seats next to the bench that they sell for the general right. public? Right. And uh, there was two young kids i would say they were both not yet teens maybe one of them was 13 maybe but they looked to be in the 10 to 12 year old range to me and uh all of a sudden some guy comes out of nowhere and sits down next to them the one seat left available on the lakers bench it was lebron and this let's just call her 12 year old girl looks over and recognizes who it is and puts her hands over her mouth like, oh, and she just sits there next to him, frozen for like a minute. She can't move. The brother's trying to coolly, like, send out a text, you know, and slide a picture. and the, Get a quick selfie. Right. And the sister is just like, she can't move. And she keeps looking over like, holy blank, that's so proud. He didn't like the call, by the way, either. He <laughs> was at the game. Miller and Moulton. More Super Bowl talk coming on the other side. Did you like the call? We'll find out next.